You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Cynthia Freeland, who is the queen of data science for the NFL Network. And I'm not kidding. Every single time I turn on the network, Cynthia is there in a variety of capacities because her knowledge is so critical and so unique. There's no one else like Cynthia. So we're pleased to welcome her now from L.A., And Cynthia, I got to tell you, even before we talk football, my favorite thing on your social media these days is the picture of your new dog. Oh, my goodness. He is so handsome. Can you please introduce us to your new puppers? Oh, Gordy, he's so handsome. (laughs) He is my, I, you know, it's funny. I did not plan on becoming a dog mom. I've had dogs (laughs) in the past growing up, but I... You know, he needed to be rescued. My Aww. coworker found him, and I felt like she couldn't take him because he is a big dog, and yes. she couldn't have a big dog. And she she was like, he's got this personality. You're going to, like, love him. And I met him, and I just fell in love. And he is, like, I'm looking at him right now, and I, like, I don't know if I've ever been so in love with anything <laughs> in my life. <laughs> he is the best thing that's ever happened to me. He's, like, truly, like... He's a sweetheart, and he's like just so, oh, like he just—he's my whole heart. He, I, his story, like he was, um, he was abandoned in a <gasps> mall parking lot in a closed, in an entirely enclosed uh, box. Oh. So, and and somehow ended up at a kill shelter, which oh, I live gosh. in Los Angeles, which is like doesn't is unheard of. But he doesn't have any like weird, you know, he doesn't have any traumas really, like. I've been searching for it and trying to see, like, okay, what do we got to work on? And so far, so good. He's really sweet and just just happy. Oh, he didn't want to eat at first, but we got past that. Okay, good. So who named him Gordy? You? I did. He's named after Gordy Howe. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> oh, even more sports fans will love that. Any idea how old he is? Maybe he's, like, seven or eight months old. He actually has, like, a black saddle on his back. He's probably... Maybe he's like a part husky and a part, um, probably like German Shepherd, um, but he could be a Samoyed too. Like I, I just did his DNA. I'm waiting for the results, <laughs> but because obviously, you know, like all weird pet moms, like you get this like Christmas email being like, oh, you get so many dollars off. You're like, yes, I need this. <laughs> Well, I'm a helicopter mom with my dog, so I totally understand. Well, he is very handsome, and I'm sure he's so happy. And I think the world was kind of introduced to him when he got a Lions jersey for Christmas. Oh, my goodness. Between Gordy and your Lions, I know they didn't make the playoffs, but come on. This had to be one of your favorite holiday seasons ever. Absolutely. No, it was great. Look, the Lions didn't make it, but it sounds stupid to be like, I'm so grateful for what a fun season we had. Listen, it's been some very rough seasons as a Lions fan. And this one was one where it just it filled you with hope. And it was a team that had a lot of heart. And we want our teams to be 
teams that are, if you're going to lose, at least be a lovable loser. But, you know, the, I, it wasn't terrible to see them not make it. I mean, look, it, it stunk. Obviously, I would have preferred the opposite. But, you know, they, they were in it. They were fighting. They beat the Packers twice. Like, that that never happened. So there's a lot to be positive about and a lot to build on. And it was just a lot of fun and really can't ask for more than, much more than that. What stands out about the season, the way that they started one and six and then finished, what was it, eight of their last 10? And what will you remember about this particular run? I think, honestly, it sounds stupid, but, you know, the offense was good kind of throughout. It was really the improvement in the defense that was really, like, really interesting to me. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, homegrown kid from, you know, went to the University of Michigan, it's kind of like this good, like Midwesterners, just like everywhere else, we love our like stories about the Midwest, right? So, you know, the lore of like, oh, the like the kid who's, you know, in his hometown playing for a team that means something to him. Like, it's a, it's just nice to see. It feels like we don't often get that story with Michigan. It's like people are like, you know, they're like unhappy to be drafted there. And that wasn't the case this time. It was really great. And it, you know, he's put himself in position to be at least considered for defensive rookie of the year and we're stoked to see it and the fact that there are so many guys that you hear speaking out Jamal Williams comes to mind he gets so emotional about being a Mm -hmm. member of the Lions there are actual players on this team that cannot wait to be part of this this Lions success because you can almost feel it coming I love that they're owning the Lions I mean who knew who knew (laughs) oh fantastic although i need to know if you were really hiding under your covers uh peeking out while the lions were playing at lambeau (laughs) i was i like i really i couldn't watch it i I couldn't even watch the the seattle game overtime like the whole thing i was just a total it was just a total nightmare i was (laughs) I, i was unhappy the whole time it was it was very stressful it's nice though to be relevant and to have a pit whereas for years lions fans didn't have to worry about the pit in their stomach so mm-hmm. that's fantastic i love dan campbell i've been rooting for him since he got there because he is unique there was no one quite like him in the nfl cynthia freeland is with us from nfl network she's the data science queen and we love to talk to her about some of the more unique aspects of football it's after hours here on cbs sports radio maybe a matchup or a team we've got seven new teams back in the playoffs this year what jumps out cynthia you know i'm really excited for this Bills team, I want to see if Micah Hyde can come back. This has been quite the season for the Bills. Right. I mean, truly a, like, from start to finish, not even just the DeMar Hamlin stuff, but also, like, you know, we saw so much this whole season. Remember, there was a shooting there ahead of the season, and then, you know, unfortunately, uh, Dawson Knox lost his brother. Ahead of, like, there's just been so much. I want to see, does Micah Hyde come back and join Jordan Poyer and, can they just finish it off? I mean, it seems like this improbable run. There's so much, but like they're a family team. I spent the preseason with them and there's just something really like special about the way that whole team treats each other and the way that that it feels so much family like. So, I mean, in terms of just pure storyline, that's the one I'm looking for, for sure. I've just been really drawn to them as humans and feeling like we saw their hearts and their compassion and also their vulnerabilities over everything that's happened with DeMar Hamlin. And my goodness, what a miracle home in nine days after a cardiac arrest. But we got to you, you mentioned family. We got to see that aspect of this football team where I almost look at them differently now because of how much they were willing to sacrifice. They cared so much more about him than they did about football at at that point on Monday and all throughout the last two weeks, really. 
Yeah. I mean, this is a special team. They have special vibes going into the season. You know, I, I, it's, it's hard to express, like I've done preseason for two years now and, you know, like it, like they're very, they're, you know, at first they're like, what do you, what is this person doing? You know, <laughs> like, like, and then they realize that like, oh, you're a Midwesterner too. I know Buffalo is in New York, but it, it's honorary <laughs> it's Midwest. New York. It's not. Yes. <laughs> exactly. You know, and so long story short, it's, 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 you know, every person that works there, it's not even just like the people you see on the field. It's the woman who, you know, the kindest person ever who like when you walk into the facility is like do you want a water what can I do for it? like the nicest kindest people and like truly it's a family from start to finish from top to bottom so they are just salt of the earth I have nothing but the utmost respect for them I mean look I, I, I to be clear there's a lot of people on a lot of teams who are like that it just seems like there's something about this particular team in this particular season with all the adversity that they face that you just you kind of you know kind of find yourself rooting for 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 people like that to have something good, you know, come out of all this hardship. Mm, we've definitely seen their depth of character beyond mm-hmm. the football field. And yet they do have some incredible pieces on that team. Josh Allen being one. And I was reading through some of your postseason prep and your probabilities. Uh, and you were pointing to his ability to throw passes on the run. Yeah. So, I mean, he's thrown the most touchdowns on the run this season, which I guess if you watch the games, you're like, well, that doesn't seem surprising. But the the interesting part there is it speaks a lot to the chemistry of the team, right? Like touch, throwing touchdowns on the run is not something where like a guy who hasn't played very often just you can do, right? You have to have your, it just shows like the dedication that he and Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis and Dawson Knox and all the different receivers Isaiah McKenzie have to working together and like kind of having fun with it. And we, you know, I understand it's been a, a very dramatic season, but at the end of the day, it's also fun, right? Like we watch football because we like love it and it's fun and it takes us away from things that are scarier and harder. So, you know, those touchdowns on the run to sort of embody and exemplify like exactly what we're talking about with this whole team. As you look at all of these games coming up wildcard weekend, they're rematches. So as you were putting together probabilities and kind of checking out where they are now, do you expect any major upsets? Well, without Lamar and with our, without Tua, it it does put those teams at a disadvantage. I yes, mean, obviously that's that's very difficult, right? So, you know, when you saw Lamar tweeting what he tweeted, I guess I technically haven't seen him be totally ruled out, but it seems like that's what he was saying. <laughs> yeah. But quarterback is just such a important position, and the AFCs in particular is just so difficult. So, I, while I think there'll be some upsets. This weekend, I don't necessarily think it'll be like full chalk. I do think that, you know, those it's unfortunate with those with those injuries that we won't see kind of the same thing we would see potentially if if all the pieces were playing. But to be clear, I'm so glad Tua's not playing this. Like, let's just wait and see. He can come back next year and be fully healthy, and we can we can watch him then. Agreed. His health is far more important than what happens on the football field, though it is disappointing, but still amazing that the team made it, considering everything the Dolphins went through this season. Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network with us after hours on CBS Sports Radio. I saw this stat yesterday, used it on my show, and was like, okay, I'm going to impress Cynthia with this number. Uh, (laughs) This year, while we're talking quarterbacks, there were 65 different QBs that started games, which is the most ever in any NFL season outside of the 
strike year in 87. 65 of them. So I have this running total on my phone. At some point, I just lost track of all of the substitutions because it was nonstop. And those are two examples. There are guys that came off the street and were starting within days of being pulled into a particular fold and definitely one of the qualities of this season that has changed what we saw on the field. Yeah, this season's been interesting because, like, in addition to that, key injuries to key positions, meaning positions where in the past, you know, there's high snap counts, right? Like, not like your backup guy, but like your main guy not playing. This this year, we've seen more injuries to key positions than ever before. We've also seen more non, like, like they don't necessarily need to be young, but inexperienced play callers, like, more people who have not, you know, you don't have as many of the time-honored coaches, et cetera, um, who have been calling plays on both offense and defense, so, like, the least experienced ever. And we've seen, like, a lot of weird things happen, meaning we've seen, like, games where comebacks that seemed improbable, things, things of that nature. So a lot of, like, anomalies this season. And I think part of that is to do with, obviously, new coaches calling new plays and some strange things. But also, I think that the, we're starting to see the effects of the preseason being shortened and, you know, not playing as much together. You know, obviously players, we, we now see in the preseason, they don't, they don't really play. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where we go from here. Why Kansas City as the team in the AFC with the highest Super Bowl probability? Well, you're always going to have better opportunities if you've got the bye. The bye is just so dramatically important um, because, one, I mean, Frankly, it gives you one less opportunity to have something go wrong, right? So <laughs> that's, that's part of it. The second is, you know, between the top three teams in the AFC, which to me is the much stronger division, just top to bottom, you have some key injuries that will be interesting to overcome. And the Chiefs are actually getting healthier kind of at the right time, right? So while some teams like the Chargers are kind of getting healthier. I don't know because Mike Williams, I'm not sure what happens with that. You you still have some pretty significant, I mean, obviously no Von Miller for the Bills makes things dicey. And then you see the when it comes to the Cincinnati Bengals, their O-line, the, it's like we saw Lyle Collins is not playing. And then now like the right guard, too, like you've got a lot of missing pieces. And they're also missing their starting corner and a number of other pieces. So at the end of the day, it's 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 the Chiefs' ability to, one, have the bye, and two, be a little bit more healthy at a time when it's really, really crucial. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network is with us here for a couple more minutes. So let's talk about the NFC. I mean, we could have a couple of rookies who are under center in the AFC, but... It's a rookie in Brock Purdy who people are forgetting is in his first year because he's got these incredible six games under his belt. Cynthia, what makes the Niners so strong around this young guy? You have a significant advantage if your defense is as good as their defense is, and especially in the NFC where the NFC is not as strong. I understand that the Eagles have a really good, they have a really great record, but the NFC in general, the quality of play in the NFC has not been as strong top to bottom as the AFC. So that's the first part. And then the second part, when you look at what the potential changes are and what, what the problems are, the, the two teams, the Eagles and the Niners, with their ability to have multiple different offensive options, right? Like, please try to stop A.J. Brown or whatever the run <laughs> game is, et cetera, et cetera. Like, 
And then please try to stop all of the different weapons that you have for the Niners. The difference, though, is is when I'm looking at and we hopefully see the O-line be fully healthy for the Eagles. The Eagles, when they're fully healthy, have the number one O-line. But right now, given that we've seen some issues with health there, well, right now, the Niners have actually surpassed that. So the ability to consistently run and have a defense that just crushes quarterback's soul which obviously the, the, the Eagles do as well, that is a very big factor for success. Looking at your math and your models, what jumped out at me is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have some nice probabilities around them. Why, as you were going through these numbers, Cynthia? I have the Bucks pulling off the upset this week. Ooh. And yes, and in part, it is actually, we talk about getting healthy at the right time. I do have... You know, obviously, I'm monitoring the injury report very, very closely. But what I saw is that Ryan Jensen could be back. And they do have two great tackles. And then if they can get a little bit of help in that interior O-line, it makes a huge difference. Because what we saw two games ago, not last game, because Mike Evans exited the game pretty early, was the return of the connection, the deep passing connection between Tom Brady and Mike Evans. You've got that down. That is a huge difference. That makes a gigantic difference change to what the opportunity is for that team because Chris Godwin it's easier when you only have one true threat when it comes to the the wide receiver position well now you've got two true threats and one being this deep threat and one being this like crazy slot master (laughs) and it's going to be a lot harder yes can you feel that tension in your gut as we get ready to start the playoffs or is that just for the Lions the funny part is is like I think being a Lions fan is like actually like quite an advantage to be also a data scientist because, you know, I, I, it's all upside for me, right? Like I don't feel like I don't have that like, oh, my team, blah, blah, blah. No, because I'm not used to them being good. There's no like heartbreak there, right? Like it's all, it's all goodness, you know, it's all goodness, but it, it really helps me. And obviously I, you know, I, I actually, to be honest, like there's three teams in the AFC that I like and all of them are the three top teams. So it's, it's really interesting. It's really interesting to watch. But, you know, every year I try to pick a team that I don't know as much about or it gets a new coach or whatever. And I've been really fortunate because I've picked like the right teams, right? Like I picked the Eagles and I picked the Jags and stuff because I wanted to see like what happens to really like pretend I'm a fan of and pay special attention to to, to see because it, it just helps me be a, better, be a better data scientist to kind of get into it and be like, all right, this year. My team, I really like Travis Etienne. I met that kid at the combine. He's nice. And, you know, to try to, to, try to help me, I mean, it doesn't bias me because everything's done blindly, but it does help me to kind of keep looking at, like, different, different things that happen each year. Mm. So next year it's Bears, too, which is that tells you how unbiased it is because, you know, <laughs> I, I typically pick whoever's first in the draft is always one of them. Well, I wish for you in 2023 in this playoff run that Gordy will desperately need your attention and need to go out at the exact moment that the game is hanging in the balance with 90 seconds to go or overtime because that is what my dog does. She picks her spots. I swear she knows, Cynthia. I have no idea how, but she knows. (laughs) Gordy, like, I swear he watches. I know that sounds crazy, (laughs) but I swear he, like, he watches. Like, he... He gets it. Like, he, I don't know. I, I see him and I watch his little eyes and I, I'm like, I think he understands. He was born to be your dog, Cynthia. I mean, he, I, now that I believe. He's like, oh. honestly, I can't even get over it. Like, he's the sweetest thing. Pure, like, love and sunshine and happiness. And I just, I know it sounds stupid, but like, no, rescuing doesn't. dog is, 
you know, I've, I've grown up with dogs before. Obviously, I've had, like, Goldens and, you know, all these beautiful dogs. But there's something about this, like, little rescue who, like, needed me. And I don't know. He's, mm. he's not look, He's there. He's not little. He's big now, too. He's over <laughs> 50 pounds already. That's amazing. What if he turns out to be a 100-pound Gordy? You know, I'm going to be honest with you. The, the vet was like, uh, he could be, he could easily be 80 pounds or 90 pounds. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now see. I'll put a little saddle on him and ride him to work. <laughs> there you go. Now we have to have you back on the show when you figure out what he actually is from his little DNA test. Oh, this is yeah. going to be fun. Every time you're on the show now, we're going to also talk about dogs. It's it's perfect. Oh. So find Cynthia on Twitter at cfreeland, F-R-E-L-U-N-D, as the data science, the models, the math, the cool stuff for NFL Network. And now she has Gordy to give her balance in her life. Uh, Fantastic, Cynthia. Happy New Year. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for having me, my friend. And congratulations on your fantasy when you crushed it. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 